Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. Shut up and sit down. and you'll see the chat room. Um, tonight's question is about writer's block and how and what to do about it and how do you fix it and all that jazz. <clears throat> the problem with being a creative person and um, uh, having a life outside of that creative situation is that oftentimes life kind of presses down on you. Like today, today I was going, I had a plan. I was going to do this, and I was going to do that, and then I was going to write. Um, But then I checked my email, which um, I read an article, I guess about a year ago, that um, said that the number one killer of productivity in your day-to-day life is checking your email. And a lot of time management people tell people to check their email um, after the morning, like in the afternoon or um, after lunch or maybe at the end of the day, which I I think is kind of unrealistic if you're in an office environment where the majority of your job is is done through email communication. You you just can't ignore your email. And um, for a long time I worked in one of those environments where what happened in my email dictated my work schedule you know, what I did, when I did it, and how I did it, and who I interacted with, and who I called first, and so my email was kind of like um, my, uh, my, win- my, my boss. It was my boss. And, isn't that terrible that you're, my, my email was my boss? I hated that job. Um, <clears throat> so I have a habit of when I sit down to my computer, whether I've First thing in the morning when I get up and I, you know, I do the welfare checks on my elderly relatives and make sure they're all breathing and no one's falling and they can't get up. Um, and I've gotten all that squared away and I've eaten my oatmeal and I've had my coffee and I, I sit down at my computer. The first thing I do is turn my email on, check my email. Um, and because of all of my activities and various personalities and all this stuff, I have several email accounts to check. So... By the time I got to my fandom email, it was mid-afternoon, and I had moved my butt from my home desk to a table um, in a deli, and um, just to to get some perspective and a a different environment, and that plays into this topic tonight, so um, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. I got an email, and it derailed my entire plan to write. Because it was, I was just like instantly irritated. And once you get irritated like that, it is very difficult to get back into that groove where you want to write. And so it really killed my my desire to write. 
which was really unfortunate because today was my day to start part 30 of Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond, and I didn't do that because I actually got some bullshit about Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond in my email, and it fucked it up for me. It, it fucked up the whole day, and that's what happens. Um, is it, just because writing is such a writing is a brain exercise, and if your brain is occupied with other things. Um, whether it's stressful things or the kids won't be quiet or your dog wants or your cat is demanding your attention or your husband's being a twat or your wife's being a twat, whatever you got going on, um, your girlfriend, your husband won't leave you alone, <laughs> whatever you got going on can impact your ability to um, to be creative. And so one of the ways I combat that is to change my environment. And I have several places that I go to write where I'm welcome to write, and that's not always the case. So you need to scope out the part <coughs> you need to scope out your area and find places where they welcome your atmosphere. Um coffee shops often welcome writers because it adds a um an atmosphere to their establishment. Um there's a uh just just a vibe that that a writer group brings to and people want to be around that. And I um I have a large writing group and I was with them today when I got that stupid email and of course I had a lot to bitch about. Um but in the end I was mostly I was most offended by the thread where I got called a big name fan. I oh god, I hate being called a big name fan. It's so stupid. But I won't. I won't go there again because I I, I go there all the time and that's ridiculous. Like I, I I can't keep bitching about it, right? Well I could, but you're gonna get bored with me eventually and then what will we do? Um <clears throat> so one of the best ways to uh combat writer's block is to not check your email and not go on Facebook and not go on Twitter and not go on Instagram and not go on Tumblr. Um, writing is work. You can't actually write if you don't sit down to write. Um, and you write every day. You write every day, whether you want to or not, whether you write a hundred words or five thousand words, you write every day. You sit down and make yourself sit in one place for no less than thirty minutes. And even if you spend that entire thirty minutes staring at a blank page, that is your writing time. And you devote yourself to it. And it becomes a habit. And when you develop that kind of habit, you'll start to relax and you'll start to be very protective of that time, whether it's 30 minutes or an hour or two hours, ever how much your schedule will allow you to have. But if you give yourself that, if you just stop and give yourself a space, a time, and an environment in which to write, it will help you develop a rhythm and a, a habit of writing. And that's the best thing you can do to combat writer's block is to have a habit, to make it a habit to write. Not something you do when you can, but something you do habitually. Your body moves into that spot automatically. You, you Your mind hits that gear automatically, and you don't let anything else interfere with that. 
very difficult to do when you've got kids and dogs and cats and husbands and wives and girlfriends and boyfriends and um, moms and dads and grandpas and grandmas and bitchy aunts. I got bitchy aunts. I got really bitchy aunts. Um, I came very close to bailing one out of jail yesterday, uh, which is very difficult to do on a Sunday. Was it, was it, was it Sunday? It was Sunday. It was. It, it, it would have been bad. I'm. I had to give her a timeout. She's not allowed in Target for a month. Anyways, <clears throat> we, as writers, I think that a lot of times, um, I have been told more than once um, that I'm selfish for my writing. That I tend to. Um, ignore other people in order to write and that that's selfish i and the first time it ever happened it was one of my cousins and i declined going out to lunch because i was already out i was at a, I was at a, co- a coffee house and i was writing and i wasn't particularly interested in going to lunch with them um And I uh, just didn't, uh, I said no. And so they found out I was at the coffee shop, and these bitches joined me. I love most of my family. I do. I love most of my family. There are exceptions. You're not required to love everybody you're related to, in case you didn't know that. Um, And I, (coughs) I lost the chat room. Oh, there it is. I um <clears throat> so selfish for not stopping what I was doing um to interact with them and go out to lunch with them so they invaded my space they destroyed my headspace for the day I didn't get any writing done and at the time I was working on a deadline but writing is actually my job um it was a technical writing project and it was for um uh, I was basically ghostwriting for another writer, um, and I don't ghostwrite often. And I was ghostwriting a uh, writing manual. Uh, <clears throat> oddly enough, on plot, I was ghostwriting a plotting bo- book on plot. Um, she gave me this big, huge outline, and I made it readable because she was a technical writer versus a fiction writer, and she actually had some really great techniques. But not, that's beside the point. Never mind. Um, <clears throat> Um, I made it readable. Anyway, that that was what I was doing, and they totally, with no regard for my um, my job or my schedule or what I had to accomplish after I finished my writing for the day, just just destroyed it. And that's something I think that fan fiction writers probably encounter a lot more than professional writers because. As a professional writer, you can say, you know what, you're actually interfering with my ability to make money, so you need to go away. I am writing, I am trying to make money, so go away. But you can't do that when you're writing fan fiction, and if you've got these assholes in your family or your friends who know you're writing fan fiction, they see no value in that, so they have no um, no hesitation in interrupting you. And um, and often, actually, they have no hesitation in interrupting you, even if they think you might be making money. Because unless you're – like, I had a cousin tell me, and oh, my God, I I want you to know that this actually caused 
It's actually the last fist fight I ever got in as an adult so far. I mean, I'm not ruling it out as an option. Violence is always an option for me, and that's just how I was raised. I'm uh, no apologies. Um, she <laughs> she said to me that um, what I did as a writer wasn't important because I wasn't famous and I didn't make money like Nora Roberts. She said, oh, well, it's just not important because you're not making any money at it. You're not even famous. It isn't like you're Nora Roberts. And I punched her in the face. And it, it totally caught me off guard that that I hit her. And it caught, it really caught her off guard, too. <laughs> she did not see that shit coming because I don't think I've ever hit a member of my family like that as an adult. I mean, you know, you tussle with your cousins when you're kids, right? But as an adult, you, you kind of maintain, you know, some adulthood, some adulting. <laughs> And you, and you don't you, you don't punch your relatives normally. And I punched her in the face. And I was like, everybody was really, really, really shocked, except for my cousin Stan. And my cousin Stan comes up and he stands beside me. And he stares at our other cousin and he said, you know, you just don't shit on somebody else's dream and expect to get away with it. And that should be on a T-shirt. <laughs> and it's true. And people will. They'll devalue what you do if it doesn't make money or if it doesn't make enough money or if it isn't making you famous, then why are you doing it? Why is it important? And all of this crap on the outside that you're dealing with can add to block. It can add to periods of um, – it can make you really super sensitive about not writing or about writing. And, you know, there was a time period when I actually kind of hid when I was writing. I would hide away so people wouldn't know what I was doing because they were, I had so many critical people in my family saying, oh, well, you're not making any money at it. You need to get a real job. And, um, <clears throat> of course, the last time someone in my family told me I needed to get a real job, my husband told them to kiss his ass. He pays the bills around here. <laughs> so, but it was, you know, it's it's creativity issues at play. So, so your life will fuck you up. So one of the ways that you combat that, besides ignoring your family and punching your relatives in the face and hiding. And I highly recommend hiding. I I actually had a very large creative period in my life when I was going places and didn't tell anybody where I was. Now I'm kind of an institution in my part of town. Like all, like if I roll into a deli, I go up to the counter. They know what I want to eat. They got my tea on the counter already. It's in a cup. It's ready to go. Are you eating the beefy? Do you want? Do you want a French dip today, or are you having a salad? <laughs> if I go over to Atlanta Bread, they're like, oh, we have chicken and dumpling soup today. It's your favorite, because they know me. So I'm kind of an institution at the Starbucks, at the coffee house, at Atlanta Bread, at the delis, and, you know, just because I have been writing for so long, and um, I, uh, they know me. So I, it's really difficult to hide in my part of town. So sometimes I'll go across town, 
and like sit in a Panera, and I'm like famous for hating Panera. So, <laughs> they're kind of assholeish, and they are—they're <laughs> they're real assholes. <laughs> At least the people who work in my Panera on my side of town. So I go to the other side of town, to the other Panera, and I'll sit there, and no one will know me. And it's great because no one comes up and asks me questions. Oh, how's your book doing? How is this doing? I read this. this I have this on my Kindle, and I have to hide it from my husband. You know, just stuff like that. <clears throat> so find you a place where you're comfortable and... um whether everybody knows your name or not, and just get comfortable, um, relax, and try to write every day. And I don't mean think about writing. I don't mean complain about not being able to write. I don't mean sitting down for three minutes at your computer and saying, fuck this and get up and walk away. No. You need to try every single day. Writers write. Writers are born. You can be taught the technical side of writing. You can be taught grammar. You can be taught the definition of words. You cannot be taught to be creative. You either are a writer or you're not. You can learn skills, you can figure out POV, you can figure out past tense versus present tense and third person versus first person. You can figure all these things out in craft books and online, talking with other writers. But that drive to create, that's in you already. So you're already a writer. You're a writer deep down. If it's there, if you have these ideas, this creativity in you, you're already a writer. So you just need to sit down and let that writer out. And don't get frustrated and don't get impatient with the writer that, that's inside you. Give yourself some time every single day to write. Will you come away from your computer with words on a, piece of, on a page? Maybe, maybe not. But every day I give myself an hour. I sit with a blank document or my current work in progress, whatever it may be, and I sit with it for an hour. I give myself that hour and if I'm writing, I write as long as I can because I don't have a real job. But if I can't write, I give myself that hour. I get up. I go do some um, bicycling. I come back. I walk my dog. And then I come back. I sit down and try again. That limits the frustration in the process and it also um, it breaks up your day a little bit and, and gives you a fresh perspective and you know, kind of gets the blood rushing. Just, you know, find your own traditions, your own way of of resetting your brain when you're working. And the really funny part about this whole thing is I've been sitting here talking for um, 20 minutes and my hands have constantly been waving and moving around like you guys can see this shit. Jilly says, writing is as much about will as it is about inspiration. I would say writing is 5% inspiration and 95% work. It's the will, the drive to work. <clears throat> writing is not um, – there are those of us who might make look writing, might make 
writing look easy, but it's not. It's not easy. It's um, it doesn't come easy. Um, I've, I've been writing for a very long time, so it might look like it's a lot easier. And I've got some young writer friends in my in my writer group um, who hate to sit beside me because I can sit there and type for an hour and just not pause, not move on, you know, not stop to research, just write, 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 just for an hour, you know, just continuously typing. And it frustrates them. But I didn't get there overnight. That took daily writing over a period of about 25 years. So give yourself a little bit of a break. And maybe you'll never be able to write 10,000 words a day. I can. I choose not to. Um, I find it very mentally exhausting to write that much. My goal for any day is 5,000 words. I may or may not make it. I don't punish myself if I don't make it. I don't degrade myself, call myself stupid. Um, having a positive mental picture of yourself is super important. It um, because the you know the, the rest of the world is going to drag you down. You don't need to help them. You don't need to hold the brick while everybody else is trying to push you under the water. Whether they mean to or not, people other people will drag you down with um, with their pessimism, with their expectations, with their demands, especially if you're in fandom. Fandom is, you can't be a human being in fandom and not develop um, people who uh, either love you or alternatively hate you. And that's really the the my position in fandom, people either love me or they hate me, and there is absolutely no in-between. Um, and I'm okay with that, and I really don't care. Because I was telling somebody earlier uh, <laughs> that this thing that I watched happen in this group, <clears throat> which was basically a big thread bashing me, um, it didn't hurt my feelings. And the only thing that really bothered me was being called a big-name fan, because I hate being called a big-name fan, um, because none of their opinions matter. And my opinion of you doesn't matter. It, it, it's, in the big scheme of things, what you think of yourself and what you think of your writing is the most important part of building yourself up as a writer, because you're your first audience. And if you think everything you write is stupid and everything you write is terrible, then you're just you're just drowning yourself before anybody else has has the opportunity to do so. And I'm not suggesting that you give anybody the opportunity to tear you to pieces. That's why I don't wow certain people on my website because they don't it's a privilege. And if you can't behave, you lose that privilege because I'm not going to allow somebody abusive in my environment. I don't do that. Nobody has the right to abuse you. And if someone is abusive to you, you remove them from your environment. Preferably not in a hole. Just like unfriend them. You don't got to bury their body in the woods. Just unfriend them. And it's okay to unfriend somebody. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid to unfriend somebody who is negative and who um, drags you down and who has 
this negative impact on your day and on your personality and on your writing, if they're making you, if on a regular basis, if you look and you just dread to even look at their posts and you don't want them commenting on your shit because it's going to be terrible, unfriend their ass. Unfriend them. Put them on the ban list so they can't even see your shit. Don't be afraid of that. Unfriend your mom. I mean, I'm just, don't even. Don't let somebody drag you down. Not even me. If I am a source of stress for you on Facebook because I bitch a lot or I post a lot of politics, unfriend me, unfollow me. I won't be hurt and I won't be offended. I really won't take care of you. The more healthy your mental space is, the better writer you will be, the better process you will have. we got five minutes left on this short podcast. Um, beyond your environment, beyond keeping a schedule, the only other things that help me through writer's block um, are reading through my works in progress until I find one that inspires me. It's not always successful, but sometimes it is. That's why I have a lot of works in progress. Um, Or (laughs) I am a, um, I'm a method writer. I, I tend to, um, I have a big process. I um, will sometimes like uh, read my writing out to myself and, put myself in a situation where I have to answer a question as a character to try to get myself back in that in that rhythm. So if, if that helps you, do that. Just just do whatever helps you, and don't worry about how it looks. But maybe don't do that shit in public because people think you're crazy. You know, do that shit at home. <laughs> don't put on three-act plays in public in the McDonald's. <laughs> no one needs to see that. They'll call 911. Just be careful. Um, So, ways to combat writer's block. Change your environment. Keep a schedule. Read through your other works. Read through your completed works, too, because sometimes that will spark creativity if you find something in a previous work that you really like, and it can just kind of spark in your mind. Um, Yeah, Don't do it in the car at lunch, either, you know, because... Cops, you just can't trust cops. I mean, I I hate to be that way, but don't be crazy in your car because people who are crazy in their car, they don't make it. Just or just in their car. Period. They don't even gotta be crazy. Just yeah, just be careful. Be super careful. Um, where was I? <laughs> Read through your old stuff and develop your process. Like if I can't write. And I give myself that hour and I can't write, I pick up my notebook, I go through my plot process, pick up the work in progress that I'm plotting currently, because I, I have two kinds of works in progress, stories that I'm writing and stories that I am plotting. And there's a question about plotting already on the um, Ask Me Anything page, so I'll discuss that in a future episode of Short and Junk, which was aptly named by Azure. Um. <clears throat> that my rambling was beneficial and helpful and um, maybe slightly insightful, Uh, just give yourself time 
give yourself space and give yourself a break. I mean, seriously, don't get yourself all twisted up until you can't even think. And don't let other people do it, too. And don't be afraid to punch your cousin in the face if she tells you you're not Nora Roberts. (laughs) I'll see you guys tomorrow. Shut up and sit down. Right now at Napa, grab a five-quart jug of Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $28.99. It keeps out harmful sludge to help reduce wear on your engine, which is important if you like cars that, you know, run smoothly. So keep your engine healthy with Mobile One, now just $28.99. Quality parts, helpful people, that's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 531.19.